0: You're listening to the weekly podcast of Dunamis Christian Faith Church of Louisville, Kentucky. We pray you enjoy today's message. Hallelujah. Can we lift our hands to the Lord and thank Him for all that He has done on today. Father, we just thank You today for the blood of Jesus. We thank You, Father, for the Holy Spirit. We thank you Father God in Jesus name, no weapon formed against us today shall prosper. And we thank you Father God that the Holy Spirit will move in this service on today. Touch every person here, Holy Spirit move up and down every aisle. Thank you Father God that we'll be attentive, we'll be reverent to all that you do today in this service. And we bless your name and we glorify you right now in the name of Jesus. I want you just to pray in the spirit for just two minutes. Just praying in the spirit is the door to the supernatural. Come on, just pray in the Holy Spirit right now. Get locked in. I I take authority over all the power of the enemy. Try to work against this service. I take authority over every spirit of distraction. Thank you, Father God. Every spirit of heaviness, every spirit of fear, doubt, unbelief, we take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. I release a million other hosts to move in this service today. A million of your healing angels, miracle angels. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Some of your mouths are not moving. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, father. God, thank you for your holy angels. That are in our midst. Thank you, father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just lift those hands and just tell Him thank you right now. I rebuke every spirit of slothfulness. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, people that are casual don't get unusual miracles. Some of us are just so casual this morning, just trying to get through the service. Just so casual. You just got a casual, casual praise, casual worship. Just get me through it. I'm sleepy. I'm tired. You didn't really come expecting to receive something today. Just came to be casual. Let's just get through it. Didn't come to really get nothing from God. I guess you don't need anything from God. Go ahead and take your seats in the presence of God. See, don't let the enemy trick you into thinking praise and worship is emotional. That's right. That's right. You use your emotions to praise the Lord. Yes. 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 sir. Don't let nobody say, You are you in the flesh. But you use your emotions to praise the Lord. You've used your emotions all week long. To get loud, talk get angry. For things that don't even bring glory to God. You should be using your emotions to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I need you to lock in today um, and what I'm getting ready to share with you. Um, So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the interest of your word. The of your word brings light. Thank you that I'm anointed to preach and teach the word to people who are anointed to hear and apply the word. Thank you that you're gonna think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords. Thank you that every word will be saturated with faith and power. We bind every satanic and demonic force that will come to the end of the word. We declare right now that the word will flow freely in this house. We release one million of the hosts Push back every evil force, every evil power, every evil spirit that will come to hinder, distract. And Father God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, that he will lead and guide us into all that is true today. And Lord God, we'll be sure to give you all of the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you to turn in your Bibles to 2nd Corinthians chapter 12. Today I want you to understand that this is a special service. Uh, I want to share what the Lord told me to tell you today because there's a shift getting ready to happen in our ministry. Now, some of you can't get past the table. Some of you could even get past the new communion cups. <laughs> Anytime something different show up, you're stumbling. Well, we're down. We got to open the cups upside down. It's still communion. No wonder God can't do nothing in your life. I'm sitting down today because I want to make sure that I teach this and that you understand the seriousness of what we are getting ready to go into. Church is not where you come to play. Church is not where you come to socialize. Church is not where you come to bring all your problems to the Lord. This is the kingdom of God. This is where you come to celebrate the King. This is where you come to get the instructions from the King of Kings so that you can go out there and do something different. The Lord said for me to teach this today, uh, so I have to sit down because I'm a preacher. So if I'm sitting down, it kind of helps me. I'm not sick. Okay. You got to say all this for people because they can't get past the communion cups. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now, I want you to put in your notes, Our title today is Supernatural Appearances of Jesus. Supernatural Appearances of Jesus. Uh, I'm prefacing this uh, because Jesus appeared to me In a dream. Now, whenever the Lord gives you a dream or a night vision or he tells you something about the spirit of God, it needs to be found in the word of God. Because the spirit and the word always agree. Now, you might not be excited that Jesus appeared to me, but I'm pretty excited that Jesus appeared to me. Okay, uh, let's go over here to 2 Corinthians 12, and let's pick up in verse 1. It says, it is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. What I'm going to share with you today is not about boasting. It says, I, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Visions and revelations of who? The Lord. Isn't that better than saying I had a vision of the devil? Some of y'all, all you ever talk about is what the devil's doing to you. Right. People give more glory to yeah. the devil than they do God. Right. And to themselves, or what's happening with them. I feel, mm-hmm. remember, we, we're talking about pride. Amen. What I want to do, what I'm going to do, right. has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Yeah. Right. It's about what you want to do. But it says, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Now, and it says here I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago whether in the body I do not know or whether out the body I do not know God knows such a one was called up to the third heaven talking about the apostle Paul he was talking about himself and I know such a man whether in the body or out of the body I do not know God knows how he was caught up in the paradise and heard inexpressible words which is not lawful for a man to utter. Then it says, of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities or my weaknesses. For though I might desire to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be, or hears from me. So what I'm saying to you, what I'm going to share with you today, I'm not trying to boast. I'm not trying to even impress you. What I'm trying to do is encourage you. What I'm trying to do is let you know that your serving the Lord is not in vain. Your giving is not in vain. What you do for the Lord is not in vain. Now look at verse 7. But it just says, lest I shall be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations Throwing in the flesh was given to me, a message of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Now, we're talking about the supernatural appearances of Jesus, and what we're going to do, we're going to go through the Word of God, and we're going to see all the times Jesus appeared. his apostles and to his people after the resurrection. To show you that what I share with you today is, is not nothing new to God. Jesus is still appearing to his people, and if you paid attention and you're really locked in the church, you know I prophesied to you a few months back that Jesus was going to appear in our services. Now I know people think, well, oh my God, Jesus is going to appear? Yes. And the Lord wants you to know that the angels and the hosts always precede Jesus. The angels, they proclaim that Jesus is coming. So this is no time to be dealing with a bunch of religious people that just want to be casual, go through the motion and make everything about them, because they sleepy, they're tired. Not from kingdom work, they're just tired from what they've been doing. You need to understand that God is serious about what's happening in Dumas. If he wasn't serious, he wouldn't send his angels. He wouldn't send his glory cloud. He wouldn't let his presence rest on us. And God spoke to me and said, always, he said, son, keep me in front of the people. And that's all I'm doing today is keeping God in front of you. Now, whether you reverence God, whether you respond to him, that's on you, but I'm going to keep god in front of you because when you leave church most people forget what they even heard because walking with christ is really not serious to you just a religious thing you do it's not like you have an intimate relationship with him where he talks with you and he walks with you like enoch where he walked with god until he was not are you walking with the lord today Now let's go over here to Ephesians 4. And I want you to understand today I'm operating out of the office of the apostle. Paul was an apostle. Apostles are people who have really seen Jesus. That's one of the fruits of the office of the apostle. Amen. Jesus has appeared to me several times. But it's not for me to boast about that. But it's to show you so that you would know how to respond to the anointing and, and the gift that's in your life. See, so you can't benefit from a gift that you want unwrap. If I get, say I'm a brand new Rolex watch for Christmas, because I know he loves watches and it's in the, it a got a big bowl, it's gold, but it's not going to benefit him until he unwrapped it and put it on. Some of you have not received everything you need in life because you hadn't unwrapped the gift that God has placed in front of you. And you've given the gift a bad wrap. You've put your mouth on it. You've been disrespectful and irreverent, and not necessarily to the gift, but really you've been disrespectful to God because of pride. How would you like when your children, you, 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 you give them some gifts for Christmas, they take the gift. I didn't want this and throw it down and break it, and you didn't spend your hard earned money on it. But well, we do that in the things of God all the time. I don't want that. Give me a social media profit. Give me, let me me have another book from somebody else. Because I don't want what God gave me. And God gave you exactly what you need, Kendra. It might not be what you want, but it's what you need for where you're going with your life. But pride will cause you to reject what God put in front of you. Ephesians 4. And it says here, Verse 10, he who descended is also one who ascended. Verse 10, for all, for above all the heavens that he might fill all things. In verse 11, and he himself gave some to be what? Apostles. Who gave him? Jesus. He himself gave Dr. Shannon to you. The gift to you that you've never unwrapped, because you're looking at the package. Some of you picked it up and threw it down in the middle of the floor, trampled on it, talked to other people about it, because you were full of pride and ungrateful. Not realizing that the fivefold ministry is Jesus' delegated authority in the earth. It is so much disrespect right now for men and women of God around the world, it is unbelievable. Just because there are fake Christians don't mean you fake. Right. And just because there are fake apostles and prophets don't mean what you have is fake. That's right. That's right. But if you start feeding into it, the fakeness in you gonna to come to the top. It's really showing your fakeness. Has nothing to do with me. Just like people say, well, what's going on with the building? Why we, why we? Well, what's going on with your vow? Right. Right. Often we say, well, I want our children's church to be. going. Are you willing to teach? Oh no, I'm not calling children. But we can dissect the ministry about what we don't have and what we don't do. But when it comes time for you to want to be involved in that, you, you're not going to do that. So don't say anything if you ain't willing to write a check or put your time into it. Time, talent, and treasure. That's crazy. Well, well, why, why, aren't they, well why haven't you moved on your vow? It's not my job to remind you of a vow you made to God. Unless you made the vow in vain. And it says, he, he, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So it's my job to perfect you. It's my job to build you up. It's my job to edify you. It's not your job to, to come tell me about what you're doing. It's your, my job to perfect you for the work of the ministry that you're planning in so that we all can grow up into the fullness of stature of Christ and do what the king of the kingdom wants us to do. But pride makes it about you. It's not about you. Don't let pride cause you to get disqualified forever. You know, people say, well, what you're doing today, you might not be doing tomorrow. No, what you're doing today, you might not never get to do again because of your pride. Because, you know, people get so, you know, disrespectful even saying that. Like it's just a little motto or whatever really being sarcastic about it. And really what you're doing, you might not get to do it again, and then you're going to see somebody that will appreciate the position and flourish in the position because they're grateful and humble that God would even call them. Now let's go over here to 1 Corinthians 9. So we're operating from an apostolic position today. Apostles have the ability to start churches from the ground up. People say, well, we've been going this long, but we're still here. There are a lot of churches, they ain't even open no more. Compare that. That who here and who not here. Who's still going who not going, who has the glory of God, who don't have the glory. you start you're never gonna get there because you got to learn how to take the steps of faith stand out there and let god bring this thing work together this thing for the good because you made a decision i'm gonna step out on faith and we're gonna make this thing happen glory to god well they got the house they didn't stop there they didn't stop there And they got in school with three kids, little babies. See, I'm trying to show you the results of somebody working their faith. It ain't going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. But when it shows up, we got to be willing to enjoy what God has given us. And don't let what has manifested, come on, become a burden. Amen. Amen. We have to enjoy what God has done because, watch this, of your faith. You told the woman with the issue of blood it was because of your faith. Your faith has made you whole. You can't worry about the next person. Amen. Hallelujah. There are some people going to be in the same position You know, I saw somebody say that it is a dangerous thing to be under the Word of God and not change. You're under the Word of God and not change. Then got the nerve to cry because something didn't happen. You know why it ain't happening. Your pride. That whenever you want to put your Jesus down and pick up sin, come on, that's pride. Then cry. 'Cause stuff ain't changing. Yep. Stop crying for the wages of sin. Sin has its pleasure for a season. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I'm preaching, than Y'all, show. And it says, Have I not? Here it is. Have I not seen Jesus Christ, our Lord? Have I not seen the Lord? Y'all got all these internet witches and stuff preaching till you're talking about their apostles. Control their husbands. Y'all got to be careful in these last days. Who feeding you? Let's go. Somebody stick a pastor. Who called you? Where is your lineage? The Pastor Josh go out here today. He got a lineage. You could trace his spiritual legacy. Who called you? Who sent you? No, I just won't submit to nobody, so I put a parcel from it. <laughs> Are y'all listening to me? Yeah. I'm a prophet. you a prophet. Do you understand what a real prophet You You're a what? But see, we can We can't have no glory in the body of Christ. There's no order. They think they can get on there and just prophesy and pray. and Be careful who's praying for you. No, you can't lay your hands on me. Because I already got a designated apostle from God that lays hands on me. And anything I need spiritually flows from the head down. <laughs> are you not? Watch this. Are you not making my work in the Lord? You're my work in the Lord. Came to the church, got filled with the Holy Ghost. Because of her husband. Y'all not saying nothing. More than any man with a muscle and a man with a tattoo. A man with a credit score, you need a man that got God. Yeah. Yeah. And love God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah. So to somebody, you got to put a, a, a bicycle pump to, to try to pump him up to make him a man. A real man of God, amen. Because if you got a real man of God, he going to repent. God will get on him in a way that you fussing at him and all that ain't going to change him. Because God will get him. God will bring him to his knees. Y'all not saying nothing. Come on, Sam. God will have to scoop us up. We have to be scooped up like a pancake every now and then. He'll say, swallow your pride and go in there and apologize. It's all your fault. Oh, so you're going to argue with God? Husbands? Come on, Sam, you know it. Love your wives. Say it again, son. Don't say it so soft. See, you <laughs> louder that. When you, when you was preaching, you was real. Loud. Hey, y'all, come on up in here. It says, it says, Christ. And how did Christ love the church? I oh, got by side. <laughs> Kill that pride. Even with your kids. Yeah. See, kill that pride. Yeah. You ain't been spending time with them. Yeah. Just because you give them something do not mean you're spending time with them. That's true. When that's, the that's true. last time you just spent time with them? You ain't got to be doing nothing. Just pull them in the room and watch all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> me and Lauren watched that the other night. Hey, Amen. I spent time with my daughter, and she wants to spend time with me. Amen. 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 And she loves spending time with her dad, dad, and her mama, and her dad, dad. Amen. Amen. Come on, daddy, let's go outside. I don't care how tired I am. I'll go out there and bounce that ball. they never gonna forget that. Now watch this. How many times Father God has called you away? Said, "Come on, spend a little time with me. You're too busy." I just want you to come read the word. I just want you to come worship me. Now you're praying for him to do something, then he said, come on, spend some time with me. He's trying to give you the answer to what you say you want. But you won't make yourself available to the answer. Because it's three in the morning. He'll speak to you in the middle of the night when everybody rests. He said, now I got your attention. He, he, he can't get your attention when the kid's running through the house. Right. Everything going on. He'll wait to stuff settle down. Yep. Yep. He said, Now it's my time. Mm-hmm. So you got 24 hours in a day. How many of them you spending with God? Get on a little quick prayer. Then one, why we don't have no answers, no breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. Are you not my work in the Lord? If I am not an apostle to others, yet doubtless, I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. Glory to God. My defense to those who examine me is this. Do you have, we have a right to eat and to drink? Do we have no right to take along a believing wife? See, that's what some of y'all problems. You better make sure that whoever you connect to is a believing spouse. Not somebody telling you that because they want to marry you. For what they see on the outside, then then you get with them, then they change on you. Amen. Amen. Now you do what you want to do, because I know you just don't want to. You do what you want to do, but when it comes to this, the scripture is clear. You need to find somebody that really believes. As do also the other apostles, the brothers of the Lord and Cephas. Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working? Watch this. Whoever goes to war at his own expense. Who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit? Or who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock? Do I say these things as a mere man? Or does not the law say the same also? I don't want to get into that right there because I don't want you to get tripped up thinking that I'm trying to get something out of you today. And that's not the point of what I'm teaching you today. Amen. Amen. But it talks about not, not muzzling the ox that treaded out the. Huh? See, because you live in a generation of just takers. People forget. That's why the Lord put in that Deuteronomy 18, don't forget, Amen. for it's the Lord thy God that gives you yes. the power. He said, don't forget. Now, when you, when you get, don't forget, Get don't get in pride. And don't forget. So, like everyone talks, one taught, so that when God speaks to you, it's not a struggle because you remember who gave you. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Now. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. We're talking about the supernatural appearances of Jesus. There's a lot of hollering and screaming going on in churches today. Ain't none of them ever seen Jesus. I bet your heaven be looking down on some of this stuff. Like, what are they doing? Hallelujah. But we can't worry about that. I'm just trying to keep you off that junk food. That's all it is. Emotionalism. Acts chapter 1. Now we're talking about the appearances of Jesus, Right? Let's look at Acts chapter 1. It said, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and what? Teach. That's all I'm doing. I'm sitting here teaching. I want to preach, but I gotta sit down. Until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the who? Apostles whom he had what? Apostles are chosen. God chooses you, and the chosen don't have a choice. I say the chosen don't have a choice. So I have no choice but to share with you what God showed me in this dream because that's part of my manner. I ain't going to get in trouble with God because I say, I don't want to tell them I saw Jesus. (laughs) I'm going to tell the truth and shame the devil. Well, what if people don't believe that Jesus appeared to you? It has nothing to do with it he appeared to me. It is what it is. The angels appear. The hosts appear. They're at my house every night, every day. They're here in this church, the presence of God. It is what it is. Now, how do that we're going to serve a supernatural God and nothing supernatural ever happens? You think the supernatural only going to happen when you get to heaven? Now people think that's weird if you say you saw Jesus, but they're gonna see the movie Get Out. Boogeyman. They're gonna see all that demonic stuff. But you say you saw Jesus. Ooh. I'm talking about church people. Now look at verse 3. It says, To whom he also watch this presented himself what? Alive. After his suffering, by many infallible proofs, been seen by them. How many days? Forty days days. in speaking of the things pertaining to the church, the kingdom of God. How many days was he seen? After his resurrection, because a lot of times religious spirits said, "Well, he rose from the dead on the third day. He went to heaven. That was it." No, he rose. He ascended into heaven and placed the blood on the altar in heaven. And he came back and dwelt with the apostles for 40 days. With nail prints in his hands. And in his feet. Someone say he was here for 40 days. After Let's go over to John chapter 20. Remember, we're talking about the supernatural appearances of Jesus. Trey, you all right over there? All right. Got Batman in my corner over there, so we good. John chapter 20. Now I want y'all to see the pride in this let's look at verse 19 I'm st- we're still in there dealing with that prideful spirit of yours you think that pride gonna get out of you in two sessions Because whatever you hear the word on, you're going to be challenged on. John chapter 20, verse 19. Then, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came in and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be with you. He walked through the door. In a flesh and bond, glorified body with bones in it he appeared come on this is after the resurrection I don't, ooh, I don't want Jesus to appear to me I'm scared but you ain't scared to see it whenever you want sin you just do it Whatever you won't lie, you just lie. Whatever you want to do, you just, your pride for self, you just make up your mind and go do it. But you're afraid to see Jesus, because maybe the right spirit ain't in you. Damn. Lift your hands and shout hallelujah three times. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> hallelujah! We're talking about the supernatural appearances of Jesus. That should excite you. Yes. That your Lord and Savior loves you enough to appear to you. And then it says here, and when he had said this, he showed him his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. They showed, He showed what? They said, look, wasn't no blood in there. Because the blood was already on the altar in heaven. Now, now, Jesus appeared. This is after the resurrection. Who did he appear to? Apostles. I ain't saying he can't appear to you, but part of the apostles' manners is that he he has a conversation. What did he tell Moses? He told mirroring them. Say, so I talk to you in dreams and visions, but my man Moses, I talked to him face to face. So you, 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 you should have been afraid to put your mouth on him. We ain't afraid of nothing. He get a man like me. All he wants is my money. I'm not responsible for your pride. That's right. The pride you have in your life is because of you. I'm not responsible for your sin. You do wrong because you want to do wrong. Right. That's right. And then when you come into a holy environment and the Holy Spirit show you yeah. that he saw you right. and he heard you, then you offended. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's wicked. Yeah. That means your mindset is twisted. You doing the sin. But you mad because the Holy Spirit say, I saw you do it. Right. I heard what you said. I heard your conversation. I'm going to show you that. That's just, part of the, that's just part of the Apostles' Package. Verse 20, and when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples was glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. He had to keep telling them peace. Imagine Jesus walking there right now. First thing he got to say is peace. Little well, Dario gonna take off. Nah. He said, "Peace be unto you." He's gonna have to say it there. He probably gotta say it more than once. You know how some of y'all just love to holler and worship, just hollering for no reason. Being loud ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Stop all that noise. Amen. just love the Lord with a real heart. Amen. Quit trying to be seen. Amen. That's what happened. Later I dropped my uh, cleaners off worked to the cleaners. and uh, her son was a part of this drag racing that's been going on in the city. He was in the car. A red charger crashed. Killed him. He was just a passenger. Mm-hmm. They out there that drag racing. lost his life. This, this is somebody I see every week when I drop my clothes out. She was on the news. Y'all might have saw it. Lost her. Lost his life because he was trying to show off. Mm-hmm. Pastor, he was telling me say the police said that they got places where they can go do that. Why would you be burning off around with hundreds of people just around you doing donuts and doing all that old crazy? This ain't Fast and Furious for real. You'll lose your life, Fast and Furious. People are just living like a fool, and he lost his life just being a passenger. How many times a momma told me, "Don't baby, watch her. You keep your don't no, baby." How many conversations? Those are all gonna come back to you when your life is flashing in front of you. Tried to tell you. So Jesus said to them, peace to you, and as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive what? The Holy Ghost. Or oh, is this before the day of Pentecost? He breathed on them and said, Receive ye what? The Holy, the Holy Spirit. And if you forgive, and then it says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and received the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now, Thomas called the twin. One of the 12 was not with them when Jesus came. See, this is what I got to deal with. Because some of y'all don't have an ounce of faith. Because I, I wasn't there. I ain't seen no angel. I ain't seen no host. I, believe, I wasn't there. You were, Where was Thomas? Mm. Most of the time you miss Jesus coming because you're not where you're supposed to be. And not only where you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to be mentally. Some of y'all are here, but your mind is on the other side of town. Right. Your mind is on something else. Look how long it's taken. You know how long it took you to get a spirit of pride? All that church you've been going to didn't help you. And you still trying to rush God. Who do you think you are? Who are you to say, He's taking too long? That's pride. Where you come to church for? Get in, get out. Some people got 60 minute service on Sunday. They don't even get the whole, whole spirit. If you don't move within 60 minutes, we out of here. And where are they going? Nowhere. Back home. Back to Texas with that crazy phone in their face. Y'all spend more time on them phones than you do in the presence of God. Y'all to really be ashamed of yourself. It's true. Go through your app and show. It'll tell you how long you've been on Facebook. It'll tell you how long you've been on there. Yes, and compare that to your prayer life. No wonder you ain't healed yet. No wonder you ain't got no breakthroughs. Well, if you put that much time into the Word, something will have to break. Can I keep going? The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. I'm telling you today, I've seen the Lord. The the apostles are saying, we have seen the Lord. Watch the pride. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of his nails and put my finger into the print of the nails, And put my hand into his side. I will not believe. Oh. Unless I. God ain't got to prove nothing to you. I will not believe. You talk about pride. And God, God told me to tell you this. Pride is the root of unbelief. Your unbelief is rooted in nothing more than pride. Unless I see it. I know it it looked like an angel, but I don't know about all that. Why do you always think somebody's out to deceive or trick you and you didn't trick yourself? You've deceived yourself. The gospel is simple. You talk yourself out of it. Talk yourself out of faith. Talk yourself out of sow and seed. (laughs) He said, I will not believe. Watch this. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up. Wake up. I'm telling you about Jesus. It ain't cause you been praying all night. You ain't been reading. Paul's up doing something you had no business doing. Better be careful. Man fell out the window while Paul was teaching. Paul had to go raise him from the dead. He fell out of window. Notice what it says in verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside. And Thomas. this time Thomas was with them. Now notice this. Jesus came, the doors being what? And stood in the midst and said? Now look who he started talking to. Then he said to who? He heard everything Thomas said. God hears all that stuff you talk when you ain't at church. He heard every word you said when you was offended. He had everything you said. So when you come to church, it seems like the message for you. Because you said it. You did it. You're guilty of it. And God wants you to know, I heard you. But then you get offended instead of saying, I repent. I'm sorry. You can't go to church, you're always preaching on somebody. Well, you're always at home talking about something you ain't got no business talking about, too. So it's saying, Father, thank you. I repent. It, it, when God's bringing the word, so He's trying to bring you to repentance. So he can answer the prayer that you're asking for. Right. So he can do all that naming and claiming and blah, 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 blah. And full of sin. He said, Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand in here and put it into my side. Do not be what? Unbelieving. But what? I How many church, times you come to church and you don't even believe? That's why you don't get miracles. That's why it don't happen for you. It's simple. You don't believe. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. All of a sudden, now you believe. (laughs) Oh, I'm your Lord and your God now because you can see. Notice what Jesus said. Jesus said to him, Thomas. (laughs) Y'all think I'd be hard. Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not, what? And have yet, what? Believe. Now, verse 30. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. So, is it possible for us to see a manifestation that you've never seen before? Absolutely. Absolutely. Something unusual. But it brings glory to God. That's it. Right. That's it. I've never seen that before. Well, there are things Jesus did that weren't written in this book. This was just enough to show you so that you could believe. Yeah. Amen. And the point is he appeared to his apostles. Yeah. But these are written that you may what? Believe. They said even all the things Jesus done, if they was to be put in the book, the world couldn't contain it. All the things Jesus has done, and you think He can't pay a light bill because you don't tithe, you don't give, you don't do anything for God? But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. That believing, you may have life in His name. Glory to God i to say the appearances, of Jesus. the appearances of Jesus. Last one, I'm going to let y'all go. Then I'm going to tell you the dream. Acts 9. See, I'm trying to keep, get you to understand, the, man, that mouth, that mouth into your opinions. First, it's, it's, it's those opinions that form in your head that are not biblical, just what you think, what you see what you think. Well, if you were so smart, why aren't you a part of a think-thing? Let somebody pay you to think. We're just thinking stuff, assuming stuff, wrong assumptions. Wrong! Just as wrong! Because of what you thought, what you think you saw, what you Thank you, Harriet. You hear what you want to hear? That's true. Don't it me. But did you do it? Did you say it? Did you act on it? You to be shouting, Father, thank you. You saw me. So I repent. If you don't do nothing else, learn to repent quick. Acts 9. And I'm going to be finished. Then Saul, breathing threats. Verse 1 murder against the disciples of the Lord. Paul, Saul was killing people. And went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Tell somebody, say, there's hope, yeah, there's hope for me. And as he joined, he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from what? Heaven. Yeah. Then he fell on to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuted Executing me. That's what the Lord is saying to y'all doing. This. Why are y'all so hard on me? You've been hard on the church. You really ain't been hard on the church. The Lord said, why are you? Why are you so hard on me? You're looking for an excuse to leave. It's just like if you want a divorce, you're going to find every reason you can to get out of there. What'd she do? She woke up. <laughs> What'd he do? He put deodorant on. So you're leaving him because he put deodorant on? Yeah. I thought you wanted an old spice man. Think about the stupid excuses. We would make up for our pride. All it is is your stinking, wretched, wicked pride. I don't want no parts of it. I don't want to be around nobody in pride. Because remember, they're going to take you down too. Am I doing okay sitting down? Sam, have I got up one time? If you give me that watch, I will. I'm <laughs> it was just talking. This is too important to miss. Listen. And it says here, and he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and a sudden a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell through the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Now he knew it was. Look what he said. Who are you, Lord? When you're scared, you just say anything. Are you Jesus? <laughs> then the Lord said, "I am who, whom you are. What? Uh oh! So it wasn't the church, it wasn't Bishop, it wasn't Dr. Shannon. Do you want Jesus to show up to you and knock you off your high horse?" Your opinion is, I'm doing the work of God by killing the cycles. We got so much pride. We're so contaminated with pride. We don't even know it's there. But we've been breathing it in like it's oxygen. You got so many prideful cells in you right now. And you think one sermon going to change you. But thank God for the Holy Ghost that when you do it, he's going to say, up. He will show you yourself. It's pride for me not to tell you this message. If I say I ain't giving them that, Lord, that's pride. I ain't trying to die. Most preachers die in 50 because they they disobey God. I'm going to be 55, and I'm going to live to be 105. Cause I don't care what y'all look like. I'm always gonna tell you what the Lord then said and what the Lord showed me. And I don't care who don't like it. You get tired of hearing it. Get tired of taking communion. Go somewhere else where they don't do it. Go somewhere where the deacon smoke cigarettes, cigars. Bishops smoking cigars. Got cigar coats and, and all that little kind of stuff. Smoking on, on. You ain't gonna find that in here. Go where you can have the biggest choir with all them spirits. Go, 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 go! All that. Go join them, because if you want to join that, that's saying something in you ain't right. That's right. Right. Amen. It's true. because something popular don't mean it's pleasing to God. God cares about a lifestyle. Spirits transfer. I don't want to be around no psychics. I don't want to be around nobody that got Zodiac signs. I don't want to be around nobody burning sage. I don't want to be around none of that. Weirdos. (laughs) Y'all kind of quiet. I don't want to be around nobody smoking no weed. Popping no pills. Now, go have at it. Let's see where it gets you. As a matter of fact, where has it gotten you? <laughs> it's just a recreational drug. What? <laughs> You're a fool. Yeah. You're going to be dead. You're going to die like a fool. Yeah. And he said, who are you, Lord. Then the Lord said, "I am Jesus, whom you persecute. It's hard for you to kick against the goads." So he trembling and said, "Lord, what do you want me to do?" Then the Lord said to him, "Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do." Whew. God loves Saul enough to appear to him because he was called to be an apostle before the foundations of the world. See, you can't change. What God has chosen you to be. What is good for other people ain't necessarily good for you. Because the chosen don't get a choice. I can't wake up one morning and say, I ain't going to church no more. I'm leaving. I'm going to find me a new membership. Know how y'all do. Maybe the Lord's just leading us. To do what? How about he leading you to get out of pride? (laughs) Our gift is just not being accepted there. Yo, what? Oh, yeah, it's about you now. At least in here you got four people clapping for you. You Go somewhere else, ain't nobody going to clap. So now you got to look in the mirror and say, it's me. And your pride ain't going to let you come back. I got more in the Bible. Did y'all get enough spiritual? The dream I had was the other night, Friday night. I was in a church. We was in church service. And first the angels came in. And they just started unfolding just angels. They said, Jesus is coming in the service. The angels said, Jesus is coming. I'm like, okay, wow, Jesus is coming. And before I could even think, there came Jesus right down the middle. It looked like he was just dancing and rejoicing. And I didn't know whether the, I wasn't know whether the bow or standing, I was just like, I didn't know what I said, that's Jesus. I said, that's Jesus. And when Jesus came to came up to me, he was laughing at me so hard. Because I was like, oh, yo, know, that's Jesus. I didn't know whether the bow. I didn't know whether to lift my hands. I didn't know, you know, just kind of like when the ever say I'm worship, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know lift my hand. <laughs> but Jesus was laughing at me so hard. And then I would start thinking about my sin. <laughs> I know you ain't got none, but you start thinking when you're in his presence, you're like, oh, my God. He heard what I said about the giants. <laughs> but he didn't care nothing about how unworthy I thought I was. Because whenever you're in the presence of a holy God like that, you're gonna first thing you're gonna be like, oh my God, I'm ashamed. Mm-hmm. And he just laughed at me. And the scripture came. said, I stick it, I'm a friend that stick it closer than any brother. Jesus was so friendly. He is the, listen, he is the friendliest person. Think of the friendliest person you know. He is the friendliest person you have ever met in eternity. he's your friend today, they He's not looking at your flaws. He's not looking at your failures. He's not looking at where you think you should be. And he was just rejoicing. His hair, I know you want to know his hair, I've seen him before, but his hair, it was, it was curly, but it looked more salt and peppery to me in the dream. His eyes looked at brown. He wasn't white. He wasn't black. For all you racist people. (laughs) He didn't have no cornrows. He didn't have no blue eyes. He sure didn't have blonde hair. He is what he is. He had a white gown on, his gown was pure white. came into our service. And then in that service, I started praying for talk about signs and wonders. The signs and wonders was just happening. Supernatural miracles because Jesus was in the service. I was doing the praying even though he was, the, I didn't see him. Once he walked past me and laughed at me, I I ended up in the vision training, and I was preaching and praying for people like I normally would do. And signs and wonders was just breaking out, and the church was just—I mean, it was packed. And uh, when I did the altar call, Pastor Sheila I said, "How many people want to join this church?" That day, we took in twenty new members. It was just. The altar, they just jumped out of their seat because they saw the signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. They saw the miracles. They jumped up. It was about 20. We took in 20 new members just like that. Well, God said, I'm going to shift the ministry. Jesus is rejoicing about what we're doing and what the move of God we're in right now. There's going to be great miracles, signs, and wonders take place, and the church is going to explode. Yes. Then I was taken to another room because the angels, I saw the angels, but then the host started rolling out. And I went in this room, and the host, they were like machines, like weapons. I mean, I, I hate to say it like this, but this is what came to my mind. I saw them, they were like transformers. Scripture is the weapons of our warfare. Mm -hmm. Now, now that's not too far away because Lucifer had gold bones. They had pipes built in them. But these, uh, the hosts, they were just just imagine a gun being able to talk and protect you on its own or a tank, having its own personality. That's the only way I can try to explain to you the the type of weapons at your disposal. And they will go at your command. And I was like, wow. And that's exactly where we're in right now. You have to command the host. You have to command the angels. They are the warriors of God. They want to fight on your behalf. You have, to, you have to command them. You have to use your weapons, right? If somebody breaking in your house and you got an AK-47 in your lap and they come to get your child, if they get your child, that's your fault. Because right. you didn't use the weapon to protect them. God says, utilize the weapons that I've given you. To protect what he's giving you, to protect your family, to protect your ministry. But they only gonna obey you if they know you on God's side. You can't be wishy washy right. and expect the host to move for you. Amen. And the Lord spoke to me to tell Dunamis. I'm their friend. I'm going to stick with them closer than any brother. He's not mad at you. He loves you. He's going to appear to us in these services. I don't know what service, but he's going to make an appearance. Because he always sends his angels ahead of him. What did the angel do? Came to Mary. Said he coming. The angels always come to announce the appearance of Jesus. And one last thing. He told me to warn. Give y'all this warning of what's getting ready to happen in America. He said, because of the deconstruction that they're trying to do with this transition stuff, he said, great destruction is coming to America. Great destruction. Y'all remember I marked it down? What's today's date, Sam? June 11, 2023. I'm telling you. Great destruction is coming to America because of them trying to deconstruct what God established in the earth, male and female. Well, how how did the destruction happen? The angels of destruction, just like in Sodom and Gomorrah. Two angels did that. Yeah, one angel of peace took a city. And they destroyed one. How mm-hmm. I many we got? You better be on the Lord's side. You better be in the ark of safety. They had a bomb threat at our Kroger yesterday. They didn't find a bomb. It's wicked people out here. Murders. You could just be out at the outlet mall and somebody demon possessed. There ain't no such thing as mental illness. People are demon possessed. People lie because they got a lying spirit. There ain't no mental illness. You just lying. And and they they say it's mental illness. Try to say the boy that shot up the old National Bank. Mental illness. Because he wore a helmet. But he got through college. How can he be mentally ill? He, He was demon possessed. When this stuff happens, don't be confused. Understand it's only good and evil. If you just keep it simple, it's just good and evil. Good and evil, good and evil. The question is, of which side you're going? I know Jesus is on our side. He's our friend in spite of us. You know, he wasn't worried about, it, cause he had already, he's already taken care of us. He's already taken care of your sins. He already made you the righteousness of God. He don't God, heaven don't see you the way you see yourself. <laughs> That's good news to me. Cuz I ain't killed nobody like Paul. <laughs> don't even give me the David. Touch somebody says hope for me. Amen. Did that help you today? Jesus is with Dunamis. I don't know about nobody else, church. I don't know about nobody else, ministry. All I can tell you is Jesus is in love with us and we are in love with him. Amen. His angels are here. Amen. And you're going to need these angels in these last days. You're going to need the Holy Spirit to say, don't you go to Kroger's right now. We're about to go to Kroger's. We just said, we'll go later. Come find out. We had a bomb threat down there. Mm-hmm. You got to follow the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He said I was cute. You probably get blew up. You know these people. Are Y'all listening to me. So I hope that I help y'all today. But when these things happen, the Lord wants me to share these things with you. These supernatural occurrences. It's part of the mantle. Unwrap the gift that God's giving you. Stay planted. Stay focused. Stay vigilant. Scripture talks about sound watching and praying That's right. That's right. be on alert for the enemy you 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 can't be on alert for the enemy if you think i'm the enemy That's right. or if you think your brothers and sisters are the enemy you think your spouse is the enemy yeah. see Satan knows this a house divided so they they unified in destroying you they are unified, but they will send a spirit of division. Yes. Yep. Try to divide you, get you to consume each other. Don't fall for it. Amen. When you're in the light, you can recognize darkness. You got it. Just stand on their feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands and thank you, Jesus. You know Jesus was rejoicing. Jesus was happy. My question is, where's your joy? Where's your happiness? Hallelujah. Where's your happiness? Where's your joy? Hallelujah. If I was you, I would just say, Lord, forgive me any sins. Forgive me of pride. Forgive me for unbelief. Y'all can go ahead and turn your camera off. Forgive me for my sin. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.